Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another really good revision history podcast with me, Mr. Hutchison. Um, now we start thinking in general about the individual eras, thinking about beliefs and treatments. So today our course now reaches 1250, chronologically speaking, reaches the start of our course, uh, reaches medieval times. And of course, this podcast is all about what people believed was the causes of uh, illness in the uh, Middle Ages or the medieval times. Next one will be about the different treatments that people uh, used to try and, uh, you know, fix the illnesses that they were suffering from. And that's the theme for this, uh, you know, overall, as I went through in the previous podcast, it's all about beliefs and treatments for each of the different era, uh, eras. And then, of course, we focus on individuals and specific events as well that, uh, you know, led to change with regards to medical progress. So medical beliefs then. So remember, our course starts in 1250. All right, that's what I've just, just sort of mentioned. Uh, our course starts right at the beginning of the medieval period. Hippocrates dies in 370 BC and Galen in 210 AD. So both of them been dead for well over a thousand years before our course starts. Now, despite that, their theories about medicine are still being used and not many people were questioning their methods. So during their own time, Galen and Hippocrates were both responsible for some amazing progress in medicine. You know, there's, there's no disputing that. My previous podcast on those two uh, very famous doctors will outline specifically what, their, um, what, what they were responsible for and the progresses they were responsible for. But their success and the fact that they were still being practiced over a thousand years later definitely represents sort of regression or stagnation you know things hadn't progressed and just try and think about that for a second imagine if our own medical progress had not moved forward for over a thousand years well that actually takes us to before our course starts so it shows you how little things had changed for such a long time remember gain and hypocrisy were responsible for people looking for more rational uh, causes of disease. Uh, Hippocrates specifically, one of the things he's credited with is the movement away from supernatural beliefs or looking for supernatural treatments uh, for disease and uh, start looking at the rational, you know, coming up with the idea of the four humours. Now, sort of ironically, considering Galen and, and Hippocrates' ideas were still being used, is that medieval period in terms of medicine can definitely... Um, or definitely represents regression because now and and those of you that, that have listened to my rich and john podcast will know this now the church as an as an entity as an institution was all powerful and the church um made sure that most people believed that god's capital g this time single christian catholic god was the cause of illness and that Illness was a was a direct punishment for the sins that people had um, done or been engaging in uh, whilst they were on earth. Okay, so you have regression. That's the opposite of progression. You know, this is the return to supernatural beliefs in the course. So whereas Hippocrates really fought to move away from supernatural treatments to the rational, by the time we get to 1250, over a thousand years later, the power of the Christian church um, ensures that people 
believe that God was the cause of most illnesses. And as a result of that, you could argue um, that, you know, the medieval period is a time of regression when things are actually moving backwards in terms of medical progress rather than moving forward. Remember, people in England at the time were very, very religious. In medieval times, everybody was, was Christian and everyone was deeply religious. They all believed in heaven, hell, uh, God, the devil and purgatory. There was no ifs, there was no buts, there was no question. Now, that's not to say that everybody in medieval England were good Christians. There were good Christians and bad Christians. Uh, but, you know, it, it wasn't a question. It wasn't up for a theological debate in an RE class. You know, it was fact in the mind of the medieval people. So... When the church preaches that God is the cause of illness, people, you know, believe it and go along with it. Um, also, there was a lot of illness in medieval times. Uh, you know, there wasn't enough food to go round. The majority of, of medieval society, uh, or certainly the, the, the bottom of it, you know, if we think about the, the feudal system, the Velines and the peasants, their lives were dominated by putting food on the table. Um, which shows us that, that perhaps there wasn't enough food to go around. So a lot of people suffered from malnutrition and there was a lot of famine. And as a result of that poor diet, people were very, very likely to fall ill. So illness was, was extremely common in medieval times. And because there was a general lack of scientific knowledge um, in general, okay, um, it meant the church used religion to answer all questions about people's existence and scientific questions or, or anything really the answer was always came back to, to god so um medicine was no different than that now in saying that although god is the most dominant belief you know for the cause of, of illness and disease there were some other theories that begin to appear now they are still linked to god but we can also think of them as separate um theories in their own right really so first of all is the rise of astrology so you know haven't got powerful telescopes in medieval times that starts to slightly be developed towards the end of the period i believe um but you know they can see the movement of planets they can see the movement of stars and they begin to think that the the, the movement of these things might be linked to disease and this is really due to the to the um, Black Death, the eight, uh, 1348, which I'll, I'll, I'll look at more specifically in, a, in another podcast. But around that time, there's, you know, strange movements of, of planets, you know, perhaps it's uh, um, eclipse or uh, maybe there's meteor showers, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, people in medieval times see this strange movement of the planets. The Black Death arrives, you know, the plague, and they, they put two and two together and think that they must be linked. Of course, we know that that's, that that's not necessarily, well, that's not true um and also it, it it it's logical in the minds of medieval people because you know the four humors is is the predominant or the, the dominant um um treatment for disease and the four humors are linked also to the four seasons and as a result of that four humors you know you may treat somebody differently based upon the time of year or when they were born. So it kind of links and kind of fits, you know, the seasons, astrology, it all makes sense in the medieval mind. So in medieval times as well, the movement of the planets is often um, blamed for causing illness. Now, we also get the rise of an extremely important theory, which is, you know, 
remains constant. So remember, this course is all about continuity and change. What changes, what remains the same throughout the years that we're looking at. Um, and uh, we get the theory miasma that 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 begins to appear in medieval times now miasma is the theory that bad smells themselves cause disease okay and this begins to arrive in medieval times and remains the dominant theory for the cause of disease right up until the 1860s and the and the um um discovery of germs or you know or the link between germs and disease i should say so miasma is, is bad smells. And, and again, you, th you know, this is rational. Wherever there's disease and dirt and, you know, things like that, there's often bad smells. But of course, it's not the bad smells themselves causing disease. It's other things. But in the medieval mind, it was the bad smells. Now, again, this still links to God, as does astrology, because God moves the planets around, right? And God sends the miasmas as a punishment. So in medieval times, miasma begins to appear as a theory, but it's still very much linked to God. Later on, it becomes its own separate uh, theory. And as I say, it, it becomes the, the dominant theory um, um, right up until the, the 1860s. So that's the beliefs. And these beliefs are ingrained and they're forcefully sort of controlled. The church as an entity, a church as an institution headed up by the Pope, controls all medical thinking. And that's not an exaggeration, guys, at all. Okay, If you disagreed with the church in medieval times, so powerful and militant that you could get in serious trouble. You could be jailed or even executed. I think that execution was rare for questioning medical you know, the, the church's sort of medical beliefs, but it's absolutely possible. Now, the church, remember, liked Galen's ideas and went along with them because in one of his books, it's hinted that Galen suggests that the body's so perfect that it must have been created. So the church, thousand years later, reading that, thinks, oh, you know, Galen must have meant God. He must have known about the existence of God, capital G, singular God, monotheistic. Of course, Galen didn't, didn't mean that. Um, but, but certainly meant it, it was created by a higher power. But this idea that Galen presents sort of fits in with the church's doctrine, fits in with what the church teaches, and therefore they, they like Galen's ideas, and they forcibly make sure that those are the ideas that are, are being uh, furthered and spread. Uh, questioning Galen in the church's mind is like questioning God. And therefore going against God. And if you did that, you could be actively punished for it. Okay. So the church is quite actively stopping medical progress here. Okay. Very actively. And there's a couple of cases. Uh, a French surgeon by the name of Henry de Mondeville uh, criticized Galen Hippocrates, famously calls them old dogs whose ideas should be, whose ideas should be put down in one of his books. But he begins to receive widespread criticism and as a result, people stop going to his practice to, to get treated. And so he's sort of forced to, to 180, you know, and, 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 uh, and continue to practice gain and properties in order to attract customers. And then there's the English example, a man by the name of Roger Bacon, who was an English medieval surgeon who was jailed for questioning Galen's beliefs. So this is the, the church forcibly controlling medical thinking and, and remember as great as Galen and Hippocrates really were in their day 
you know, the, the, the strides forward that they are responsible for with regards to medical progress. They both made mistakes, okay? Galen directly made mistakes because he was unable to dissect. You know, he said that the human jawbone was in two pieces, not one. Um, and so we, we get the impression that he was dissecting apes and writing in his books as if he was dissecting humans. So this is problematic now, folks. In 1250,000 years later, the fact that nobody is able to question the mistakes that Galen made okay, learn from them is problematic. And it's the church that is stopping that. And church does that in two other, two, two other ways as well. So as well as, you know, actively jailing people for, for questioning Galen, they also, the church is also responsible for the copying of books. So there are no printing press in the early part of medieval times. So books themselves were copied by hand by monks, which made them extremely rare extremely expensive and it also meant they could be easily censored because the church would only have books copied that they agreed with so anything anyone that challenged galen their ideas would not have spread because the church wouldn't have had those books copied and therefore they, they wouldn't have survived the church also bans dissection so doctors in medieval times face similar problems to galen in that they are unable to dissect bodies and learn more about the body and how it works, and therefore learn about uh, you know the the um, the mistakes that Galen makes in his book. All right. Now, in saying that, in saying that, this would be exceptional A01 in a in a um, in an exam. This is top level level nine stuff, folks. So we say dissection is banned in medieval age, and that's absolutely true. But the first public dissection actually takes place in 1404. Um, and it, it's not regularly done until the 1450s. Now, we think the medieval age is ending in 1500. So this is right at the end of the medieval period, but still within the medieval period. OK, now the ban kind of gets lifted and then doctors, doctors, physicians are able to dissect from 1404 onwards, 1450s. It becomes quite regular. Now, in saying that, however, dissections were extremely different than how they're carried out today. They were done publicly, not in a library, and there was no sort of scientific method to it. They would have been carried out in public by students who were dictated to by a professor or a physician who would be reading from the book of Galen. Okay, so you'd kind of have um, trainee surgeons or barber surgeons sort of cutting the body whilst the professor stands back reading from the book again and telling the students what they should be seeing. All right. Now, also, uh, the first dissections were done were, were, were vivisections, they were punishments um, to criminals who would have been dissected um, sometimes even whilst they're alive so like sentenced to death by a vivisection okay and that that's how they were first done um so with that in mind i would imagine that the majority of students would have been too afraid to turn to their professor and, and tell them that what they were seeing in the body doesn't match what he what the professor is reading from galen's book but if that situation ever did arrive um medieval professors would have blamed the bodies not the book so for example say for example one person turns around and says to their professor that you've just told me that the the, the jawbone is in two pieces but clearly as he cuts into some poor you know criminal's face you know and removes the jawbone uh clearly this this is in this is in a single piece if that situation ever arose and it would have been extremely rare if it ever did at all the professor 
would have blamed the body, not the book. And because they were criminals, you know, that the 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 the, um, the reasoning's there, isn't it? You know, oh well, of course, of course, this person is different to 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 us. They are evil. They are criminals. They're not God-fearing folk like ourselves, and therefore it stands to reason. It, it's logical that their bodies would be different from ours. Galen writes about normal people, not these uh, criminals that we are dissecting. And so, even when dissection is the ban on dissection is lifted, the nature of them and the way they are done means that Galen's mistakes are go unnoticed or go unchallenged certainly right up to and beyond uh 1500 when a man by the name of Vesalius starts to change the way dissections are done and some of the mistakes Galen are noticed and and the questioning of Galen and by extension Hippocrates starts so there we go folks a quick one on beliefs uh, miasma astrology imbalance of the four humors all beliefs in what caused disease, but all of those things are linked to God, which is by far and away the most dominant theory about the cause of illness. And that is strongly perpetuated and upheld by the church who also control all medical knowledge, okay, through the banning of dissection, through the copying of books by hand by monks and also through actively punishing anybody who questioned the works of Galen because they felt it was like questioning God himself and so for that reason because of the church's interference you could absolutely argue that um, when it comes to medical or beliefs in, in the cause of illness medieval times represent a time of regression rather than a time of progression so if we're talking about continuity and change you're talking about little change as a result of the church stopping it and you're talking about continuity from um, ancient medicine over a thousand years before that's what people are still using the works again and hippocrates um, to treat people anyway i hope that's been useful to you ladies and gentlemen I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. Uh, tune in for the next one, which will be about medieval treatments. And as always, keep working hard. Bye-bye then.